Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. Lindsay Phillips is the founder of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners increase customer service, run their business more effectively, and increase their profits. Prepare to be inspired and learn some practical tips and strategies you can use in your business today. And now, welcome your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, Lindsay Phillips. Welcome to the Sailing to Success podcast. This show was created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm. So my name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion. I am the founder and CEO of Smooth Sailing Online Support, a company dedicated to helping entrepreneurs and small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So you can learn more about what we do at ssonlinesupport.com. So I created this podcast to not only motivate and inspire you to achieve more, but to also share some really practical tips and business building strategies that you can use to be more productive, boost your profits, and grow your business. Um, today, um, we're going to achieve some of those great things with my special guest, uh, Susie Miller. I'm super thrilled. So let me tell you a little bit about Susie. Um, I've known her for quite a while, and she is known internationally as, as the Better Relationship Coach. She's an author, a speaker, a coach, and what I love about her is that she's dedicated to helping you create better personal and professional relationships in 30 days or less, which is great. She equips high potential entrepreneurs and executives to reduce stress, improve communication, and most importantly, not bankrupt their relationships in pursuit of profit so they can truly maximize their success. Um, she consults with businesses as a facilitator, a coach, a trainer. Um, she's actually been featured in major news outlets like Forbes, Fox News, Entrepreneur, um, and lately as well, a contributor in Huffington Post, which is totally cool, and is the best-selling author of Listen, Learn, Love, How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationships in 30 Days or Less. Um, and yeah, so without further ado, thank you so much, Susie, for joining me on my show. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me, Lindsay. You betcha. I know we've had a lot of uh, great conversations, um, you know, about our own personal relationships and growing our own businesses and such. And the one thing that I wanted to kind of zero in on today, because I uh, personally love this topic, is your term entre spouses. Um, and I love the little phrase that you have married with business. Because um, man, is it true. Um, so for those that don't maybe understand that term, what does that mean exactly? You know, I came up with that because I am both the wife of an entrepreneur and an entrepreneur myself. And in 20 years, um, over 20 years of working with folks and coaching men, women, couples, um, even corporations and business owners, I have found that people who are married and are in business have a really unique challenge that most other just regular nine to fivers don't have. And how that came up was I was working with a group of, of actually corporate and executive men and, and a lot of them had actually had the same phenomenon as their entrepreneurial partners. And the reality was is most of their wives were complaining that the business was like the mistress they said yes to. Yeah. And it really, you know, struck me. And I thought, you know, that's a, 
that's a really unique place where very few things capture our imagination, help us, you know, can take all of our minds, you know, energy, keep us very distracted. We spend money on it. We spend time on it. We spend our energy on it like a business other than a spouse. Like when people were dating, I mean, you remember those days, you just, you know, you knew everything about your, you know, soon to be spouse and you, you know, spent your time, your money, your energy, every waking thought was about them. And the only other thing I've seen that happen with is actually a business where it can have that same consuming nature. And so there's always this tension between two loves, the love of a spouse or family. And then of course the love of your business. And right there you have a whole unique you know, tension that doesn't exist in most other places. So that's kind of how it all came about. And and that is so true. And now that, I mean, it, in the States and Canada in general, just the entrepreneurial spirit, so many people are starting their own businesses, working mm-hmm. from home, and then even their spouses are also working from home. So with my situation, why this is kind of a personal interest is, A, I've had my business for a while, um, and now my husband has actually been working in the business with me since last summer. So that kind of adds a whole different dynamic to it, right? Um, right. So would you say there's a difference then between – like someone that yeah, has because now you've got two entre spouses. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, Thank you. <laughs> you know, I work with couples and it's interesting. There's some that you know, one spouse is in business, the other's at home. Some one spouse is in one business, the other spouse is in another business. That's actually the <clears throat> excuse me. The situation for my husband and I. And then there's some where you have entre spouses where you're both in the same business. And I think at one level that is the most complicated because you're always trying to make sure that you find a way to tease out and separate the business you share from the life you share from the love you share. And so I have some parameters I you know, certainly help couples with. I actually speak on what I call my profit method at business events and, and corporate trainings so that you can you know, f- you know, be able to preserve your relationship and not bankrupt your relationship while you're pursuing success because they are a tend, tend to be a casualty of, of that, that journey. So it is harder actually, cause you're sharing even more and there's even more tension if there's not, you know, standardized, you know, not standardized, what do I say? Not uh, very defined rules and yeah. roles for each of the, each of the spouses. So that is hard. Yes, it can have its moments. <laughs> <laughs> well, my husband is, is, we work together in this way. He has his own business and does yeah. all kinds of back office work for all different businesses. And he's always had his own business. But when I, once I started, he did all of my office management and maintenance and um, everything, you know, everything that didn't have to do with what I call the fun part of being an entrepreneur, the creativity. So it's really funny when we have our budget meetings and, you know, and the team will see <laughs> us come together and have a meeting. They'll be like, oh, I'm like, you just got to peek inside our marriage. So I think you have to be very aware of what your strengths are. One of the things I teach all my couples, whether they're entrepreneurs or not, is to know your personality style. And I can go into that for a few minutes if you'd like. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. This is a huge piece of what I do with clients and teams. And it's this idea of knowing what your personality style is because that really drives how you interact with each other. And I actually offer what's called the DISC personality profile and it's D I S C and I'll explain that in a minute. It's actually on my website and I then, you know, offer the profile, but I also do a debrief with all my clients or people who just want to come in and understand themselves, their team better, you know, or their spouse better because how we, you know, come out on this personality profile dramatically impacts not just how we impact, approach our work, but how we approach each other. So D people are called dominant. 
They're very goal-driven. They're very, you know, direct, and they're very competitive. Their bottom line is like, just do it. Okay, so if you keep that in mind, if you think about, you know, the D, then the I would be the influencer. They're really people, people. They love to chat. You know, they're very engaging. They love, have, love having fun doing whatever it is that they're doing. The C, I mean the S, is for steadiness. And those people are stable. They're dependable. They're conservative. They're loyal. Their kind of bottom line is do it together. Yeah. And then there's the compliant people, and they're very caring, very logical, very organized, and their bottom line is do it right. So let me give you an example of what might happen. If you have a D who is the boss or the entrepreneur and who's got a lot of, you know, directive and very um, strong statements that they're making to somebody who is very steady and very, you know, wants to be, you know, dependable and stable, you've got an immediate tension. You know, a lot of entrepreneurs are like, you know, high-flying solo acts. And, you know, they're usually married to somebody who's very steady and more of the, you know, let's keep things going. So imagine you come and you go, hey, I want to invest in this new program, course, coach, and your steady, you know, security person wants, you know, nothing to rock the boat. What's that going to do our finances? What's that going to do our time? And so those two are immediately going to have some conflict in how they handle things. And so helping people understand that that's, you know, not just, reaction, it's personality. So the steady person might go, you're too taking too many risks. And the dominant person might go, you're too stuck on security. And they miss the fact that it's not just a position, it is a temperament, it's a personality style. And so there's ways that I teach my more dominant um, risk-taking entrepreneurs to speak to their team members or their spouses who are more stability-oriented, you know, timing and, and some of the things they need. Let's go back to the other one. There's a compliance one. And so you've got somebody who um, comes in and goes, let's go with the D. They're just like, let's just get it done. Just do it. And the compliance person is, well, what are the rules? What's the process? What's the system? And the entrepreneur is usually got that D in them, and they're like, what do you, who cares? Let's just do it. <laughs> and so the compliance person might be like, well, you're being irresponsible. Or what if, you know, it doesn't go this way or that way. And so they tend to be detail and careful oriented. And a dominant, you know, spouse and a compliance spouse could feel like they are kind of almost at each other's throats. They're at, right. you know, at opposite ends if they don't understand what they bring to the table and how to, you know, navigate that. So if I was to coach that couple or that team member, you know, I would say, look, if you're going to go to your spouse who's really big into compliance, you need to go in with the idea and a bit of the plan with something for them then to find out more. Because then you've said to them, hey, I've thought through general things that you might need, and then here, you take it and run with it. Versus, hey, I got this idea, let's just do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, I mean, everyone has a different style and just different way of approaching a situation. So just to make mm -hmm. sure how to make sure that the process is smooth and fits both scenarios so that you're not just butting heads. Right. And that you're not really just, um, you're not, you're not arguing and, mm -hmm. and having tension over unnecessary things. That is so so the, you know, relationships are hard enough. So as it is, I have found, but that I use this with my couples and about a third of the, um, the, Arguments, we call them discussions in our family. Discussions <laughs> come right off the table, you know. A, a really easy way to see that would be like, um, <clears throat> if you think about the, the animals, you know, some people aren't really sure about how that all works. You know, a lion is going to be totally like um, 
goal, you know, very directive, right? The yeah. otter's more into let's have some fun. The golden retrieval is your very, you know, uh, loyal, steady, doesn't like a lot of changes. And then the beaver would be your worker, you know, you, and you need all of these right. so that you can have a strong team or a strong marriage, but you don't want to, you know, if in a team situation, you want to put the wrong people in the wrong hole, but especially in a marriage, you want to be aware of the best way to bring your spouse alongside you in your entrepreneurial endeavors. And I think knowing about one another and each other is really important. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, and one of the things that I, uh, you say is that having better relationships through understanding yourself, and I guess that's part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, yes, because, go oh, ahead. I was just going to say, yeah, if you can expand on that statement, because I just think it, it's important. Thanks, Lindsay. That's a, I mean, that's a really great and very astute question. A lot of people don't go there. You know, all relationships start with our relationship with ourselves. If we have a good self-concept, a strong self-esteem, an idea and understanding of who we are and what our strengths and weaknesses are, we then approach the world very differently than mm-hmm. if we're second-guessing, if we're unsure, if we have, you know, a poor self-concept. And that impacts our relationships as much as our business success. So I do a lot of work with helping people understand themselves to know, you know, that there is, you know, strengths and weaknesses. You know, the, um, go back to the disc, the influencer, the otter, the one who just wants to have fun, you know, they are not great with time. You know, if we're having fun, let's just keep going. And so time can go by and they might get behind on a project or whatever. So for them, I say, you know, rather than faulting yourself for being spontaneous or having fun, let's set some things up in your life and parameters so that you can succeed in the best part of who you are. So it might be setting a timer. I'm going to work till this time. Yeah. You know, I'm going to play till this time. You know, you have been on the interviews or phone calls or even client meetings that go from business to social and suddenly an hour has gone by. And to try to not be yourself is so, you know, counterintuitive and frustrating, but to have parameters to how to be your best self is what I help people do. I love that. So what are you? <laughs> <laughs> I am a DI. Um, and I am married to a DC. Gotcha. And, I mean, he's got a high S. So if you can imagine <laughs> the I in me and the C in him, um, we have a very, very different person, you know, ways of approaching things. He's very rule and, you know, rule and, and, um, regulations oriented. And what's yes. really fun about that is he takes care of all the little details that could really, you know, crash a business. I am the visionary. I have fun. Mm-hmm. I'm the engaged person. You know, I can, you know, work it, you know, hold on. So Lindsay, sorry. I can, you know, make something out of nothing. And so my idea is if it's fun, let's try it once, twice. If, you know, we have a good time. And his idea is, you know, what's the rules? What should we be doing? What are the regulations? <laughs> How do we do this the right way? And so that's kind of really, you know, funny in terms of us trying to, you know, let's just even try to decorate, you know, move furniture or yeah. parent our children, let alone put a business. No doubt, eh? Well, I know I'm not the I. <laughs> I'm too darn type A for that. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, my guess is you're on S, have some S and C in you because anybody who does support usually is in that, uh, what I call the implementer. They're much more excited about helping people do things well, implementing their vision, and, you know, they, they're very loyal, and because I know about your business, there's got to be some places where you just, you make people's visions come to life, and that's what's so great about the SCs. You know, the Ds will come in and go, here's the vision, and you hope that you have some people who are compliant and really steady and loyal to make it happen. Yes, 
then I, I definitely know which of my clients are D's. <laughs> yes. And you know, and here's the, thing with D's. <laughs> here's the thing with D's. It's so important to know. D's are very unaware of how directive and kind of offensive they can, can be because they're, um, you know, they're the ones that walk fast, talk fast. They just want to get it done. And so their languages aren't really like, kind and flowery and inclusive where the yeah. S's are always making sure everybody feels like part of the team. And so they would never say, Hey, what happened to that thing? You know, the, the letter email you were supposed to send me, I didn't get it. That's what a D would say. The S would say, you know, I know you've probably been really busy with your family and I don't really want to be a bother, but could you get that email to me because I'm wanting to take care of it for, you know, is exactly see the yeah. difference. And so if a D comes in and talks to an S, they're like in tears. Yeah, and no, if an yeah. S comes in without knowing they're a D, it's like, well, you get to the point. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, so those well, things are actually, really important. You actually have more D in me than you'd think. <laughs> yes, there are some closet Ds, and, and, and there's some, oh, you know, funny. Cs tend to be very um, much, here's the way it needs to be done. Can we just yeah. do it? So it's well, fun. You know, it's not, I mean, again, we have these simple ways of overviewing, but when yeah. you get really into the test, there's some really um, subtleties that make a difference between somebody who is a C and somebody who is a, you know, a D, even yeah. though sometimes on the outside, they would look very similar. But even just stopping to think about the people in your life and, and what they're like in whether they're a D or an I or have a bit of both, mm -hmm. just knowing that before you approach them about something or, mm -hmm. I mean, that has got to make a huge difference, even just in that little piece of information. It absolutely does. And it, it you know, with your, with your spouse, your family, and then with teams, you yeah. know, a lot of times um, where you position people on your team and what their role is, is really important because, you know, some people who are, you know, better managers, you know, are going to be certain personality styles mm -hmm. and other people aren't. And, and even when there's conflict, how you approach it, I've done a lot of coaching with teams to help them understand that as well. So the deal to me is relationships are the bottom line. They're the kind of foundation. We have personal relationships with ourselves, with other people, and we have professional relationships. And if we're really focused on creating good ones, you know, our business and our life will have much smoother sailing. Absolutely. That is so true. Um, and one of the things that you, I read about you, Susie, is that you said how successful marriage correlates and affects business success. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't mind if you touched upon that. Sure, sure. I was actually, it was very interesting. I was pre preparing to speak at a couple of business conferences this fall, and I was looking for some hard data to really under, um, undergird and, and really emphasize the fact that if you want to succeed in business, you've got to invest in your marriage. And it's really not something that a lot of people are thinking about. They no. kind of have that, well, when I'm successful, then I'll have time for my marriage. And so um, I came up with what I call my profit method, which is an acronym for ways to be involved in a strong marriage while you're in massive growth business mode because what I have read and studied is that people who have successful marriages mm -hmm. are 11 to 25% more successful in their business and their oh, salary, nice. those kind of things. Exactly. And if you think about it, it makes perfect sense. If you can navigate the most intimate relationship in your life mm -hmm. well, you have learned some good skills in terms of patience, understanding, listening, you know, compromise, uh, leadership, all of those things you have done in the respect to somebody who you're with, you know, at some level, 24-7, but you're building a life with. Those same skills are going to transfer into 
a potential client relationship, a difficult client relationship, a collegial relationship, a sales call. All of those same relationships are only going to be better because intuitively you've developed skills that are going to come naturally in the other relationships that are less central to your personal life. That makes sense. And no, and that totally would never have been on my radar. Yeah. Isn't it interesting? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, the I, other, the other place that I, it really matters is if you have a tough marriage, yeah, it impacts your mood, your energy, oh, yeah. your creativity, your flow. And of course that impacts your bottom. Yeah, exactly. Now, here's, I guess, probably one of the problems that a lot of entrepreneurs have, and with that whole entre spouses kind of terminology or grouping, how do you mm -hmm. turn off your business owner brain to actually <laughs> be in the moment or be with your spouse or your family or whatever? Because it's hard. It is very hard, and that's why I think it's that idea of that obsession, that creativity, that always on your mind. I think two things are important to remember here, Lindsay. The first is to name the reality that it's hard. So what I have found is, as an entre spouse myself, is that we could be on a walk or I could be watching a movie with my husband or we could be, you know, playing a game, doing something, anything, pick, pick what it is, and suddenly an idea will come to me. And I get that glazed over look and my mind is 50 miles away planning the next part of my business or venture. And what I have learned then, and entrepreneurs hate to be caught there because yes. they, you know, they know they're not quote unquote supposed to be doing that. So what I do and, and personally and coach my clients to do is say, okay, I just disappeared for a minute. I had this great idea. And when you name what's going on, it takes the tension out because then your spouse doesn't feel like they're harping or nagging or, you know, crazy because they can feel it, but they might not be able to name it. Right. So I, when I, I was actually speaking at a recent event and I looked at all the entrepreneurs and I said, so you look at your spouse, you go, give me a minute. You pull out your smartphone, you do a voice memo so you don't lose your idea. And then you come right back to your spouse because now you've put that in another category in your mind. You've, you've taken care of it so you can access it later rather than ruminate on it. And what I have found is that spouses are so appreciative of being validated that, yeah, I did disappear. You know, I'm sorry, I disappeared, give me a minute, and I'm coming back to you. That feels very respectful and honoring versus what we tend to do, which is, no, 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 I know what you said. <laughs> right. And then they sort of feel ignored or whatever, not important. Right. You don't want that. So that's one of the really important things to remember. The other is it really is an act of discipline and commitment when you, the first P in my, um, in my profit method, uh, the P in my profit method is about priorities. And it's being willing to understand that there is a time when you have to make your family feel like a priority. So you have to literally, you know, exercise the discipline of not letting your mind wander, of capturing it back as soon as you can, of being present, of leaving your smartphone in another room, of not checking emails, of really kind of literally have to turn, take off one half and put on another. Yeah. You might need to do that. <laughs> It's almost like getting, you know, it's funny when the New Year's, we're doing this at the beginning of a new year and everybody's now headed to the gym. And one of the things you'll read is that a great way to, you know, make yourself successful in your getting in shape, whatever resolution is to get your gym clothes on first thing in the morning so that you, you know, actually work out. So if you use that same kind of analogy for, okay, I'm going to take off my entrepreneurial hat my entrepreneurial clothes and I'm going to go put on my family clothes, my, my date clothes. So it's, it's almost a very definitive break. And that also yes. helps you be present to your kiddos and your spouse. 
Yeah, kind of like when you wear office clothes, you just you feel a different persona kind of come over you, so to speak, versus, you know. Especially when we work at home. I, I, you know, I dress for work at home versus, you know, being in yoga pants all day. So absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, that's an easy habit to fall into. Now, one of the things that you talk about is having, especially with entre spouses, how to have better conversations. Um, mm -hmm. What do you mean by that? <laughs> well, in I my book, it's kind of a broad topic, but like no, it's great um, because conversations is and lack of communication is one of the number one um, issues in marriages and and any kind of relationship. Absolutely. So, in my book, Listen, Learn, Love: How to Dramatically Improve Your Relationships in Thirty Days or Less, I talk about the skill of listening as a really important way of having better conversations and more effective communication. And people, you know, kind of go, well, duh, I listen. And, you know, I talk about and have to even check myself and go, well, do you really listen? And so one of the things I teach, you know, clients or speak about is this idea of when somebody is saying something, the difference between hearing what they say and listening and taking in their whole message has a couple components to it. And the first one is to pause and pay attention. Now, Lindsay, let me ask you, have you ever been in a conversation with your husband and he's talking and sharing something and your mind is already forming what you want to say in response? Oh, who hasn't done that? Totally. <laughs> you have or you haven't? Oh, I have. <laughs> right. I think most people answer yes. Yes. So in that moment, we are not listening to what our spouse is really saying. We're not keying into nonverbal communication. We're already forming our, our response. So we're not 100% pausing and paying attention. And what I have found is when I do this personally, or you know, I've seen my clients over the last 20 years do this, there is a moment where the person who's talking, they feel more important because they're getting your 100% attention. And there's things that you pick up, nuances and, and different meanings by not focusing on what you want to see. I think that's huge because a lot of misunderstanding happens when we think we understood what the other person said. That is so true. Awesome tip. Now, I know you have some great resources on your website, and uh, I know I'll be signing into a couple of them myself. <laughs> um, what, um, how can people find you, and uh, what would be a great resource for entre spouses to uh, dive into on your site? Well, Lindsay, thank you for asking that. Um, the hub, my hub, for anyone who wants to find me or get in touch with me or work with me or hire me to speak or anything, my hub is susiemiller.com, and that's S-U-S-I-E miller.com. And on that page, there are links to my coaching, my speaking, my Better Relationship podcast, where I actually interview a lot of entre spouses about how they navigate or what I call ride the relationship rapids of business and entrepreneurship. <laughs> That's awesome. There's also articles and resources, but there is a freebie right at the top, and I think this is perfect for your audience. It includes um, 13 outrageously effective communication tips, so it goes into some other ways to have great communication. There's also a little ebook called Fast and Fun Conversation Starters for Entre Spouses. Oh, and let me just you know make that a little, a little commercial for that um, because I think a lot of times, when we're married with business, we are either talking about the business, the kids, or the problems. 
And we forget to talk about the fun things and we can't think of them. And so what I did was came up with, you know, I think there's almost 50 of them where they're quick and easy, fast and fun. You could talk about them while you're standing in line, you know, for a movie or at dinner. And they're really non-threatening. They're more connecting. So things like if you could have any superpower, what would be, what would it be? Or tell me a memory on the playground growing up as a you know kid. What was your favorite Friday night TV show? Or, you know, board game. There's all kinds of little nuances and fun, easy questions that I think help build connection without being, you know, confrontational. You don't like, oh, no, we're going to have to talk. And these are some really <laughs> fun ways to connect. So it's fast and fun conversation starters for entre spouses. I love that. I'm actually going to go on and print it myself. Good, um, good. Well, it's there right at the top, right under my picture at suzymiller.com. Perfect. Well, I know, I mean, I could easily talk to you for like forever, but for the sake <laughs> of the podcast, we're going to have to end the show. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. Uh, you've given us some amazing tips for entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs alike. Um, so yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Thank you so much for having me, Lindsay. It's really fun to be able to talk about something I'm so passionate about and that your listeners who are building a successful business will be able to enjoy more success by focusing on their relationships. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. You betcha. Well, that is it for this special episode of Sailing to Success podcast. My name is Lindsay Phillips, and I'm not only your host and captain for this 30-minute excursion, I'm also the founder of CEO uh, of Smooth Sailing Online Support, and my team and I are dedicated to helping small business owners calm the choppy waters of fast-paced business growth. So, of course, you can find me at ssonlinesupport.com. And then if you want to listen to this and my other podcast episodes, you can go to lindsayphillips.com, L-Y-N-D-S-A-Y-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com to watch my videos or blogs. So until next time, folks, I wish you a productive and profitable week. And may the winds always be at your back. You've been listening to the Sailing to Success podcast, the show created exclusively for entrepreneurs and small business owners looking for a safe port in the storm of fast-paced business growth. To make sure you don't miss a single profit-boosting show, subscribe to this podcast at iTunes and www.sailingtosuccesspodcast.com. To learn more about how Lindsay and her team can help you increase customer service, run your business more effectively, and increase your profits, go to www.ssonlinesupport.com. That's www.ssonlinesupport.com. Now go and implement what you've learned and come back next week for more Sailing to Success podcasts.